Welcome to another episode of the Solo Somewhere podcast. I'm your host, Savannah, full-time solo traveler and travel creator, SLC Travels. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be busting some solo travel myths or just some common things that people might think about solo travel, but I'm going to show you guys that it's either not true or it might be true to an extent, but here's the truth about it. So I actually just googled stereotypes or solo travel myths and I have a list here that's about 10 things that people think about solo travel or that's common to think about it. So I'm just gonna like go one by one on this list and kind of put my own thoughts behind each bullet point. Before I start doing this, I kind of want to just come in here and give you guys a personal life update on what I've been doing and kind of like what my timeline is where I'm coming in and talking about this from. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen my recent travels to Europe where I did another solo travel through Europe, visiting all different places this time. So I went to Malta, the island of Gozo in the Maltese Islands, Brussels, Belgium, Bath, and Bristol in the UK. So that was exciting because I had never been to anywhere in England outside of London. So I was blown away by Bristol and Bath, two beautiful cities. And then lastly, I went to Iceland, which that was unreal. I'm sure if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've seen some pictures already, but Iceland is now literally one of my favorite destinations I've ever traveled to. If you're someone who likes just anything outdoors, you're going to be blown away if you go to Iceland. Amazing hiking, perfect for a road trip, and get this, literally perfect for solo travelers based off safety. It is by far the safest place I have ever been. I loved Iceland. I think it's great for solo travelers. The only downside on that, which I'll get to in other episodes as well, is that it is a little bit more expensive. But if you already live in a U.S. city where like New York, D.C., L.A., honestly, the prices are like the same. So everyone's like, Iceland's so expensive, so expensive. But then when I got there, I'm like, this is literally the same prices as D.C., so it's really not bad. But, of course, I live in Washington, D.C., one of the most expensive places in the U.S., so if you're coming from somewhere like Texas, then yeah, it'll be expensive. But besides that, so I just got home from my month in Europe, and I have another trip coming up next week that I'm really excited about, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. So... All of that aside, let's dive into these solo travel myths. And some of these will be based off of my previous solo travels to Europe as well because I did learn a lot of things during that trip. So the first one here on Google is you won't have any photos of yourself. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, obviously you know I'm taking photos of myself. So that is a myth. And here is why. There are so many ways that you can take photos and videos of yourself on solo trips. Some being unconventional, some making sense. So I'll talk about the ways that make sense first. You can use your camera and get a tripod for it. That is the most common way I do it. And this past trip to Europe, I actually learned. So when you're taking photos on your tripod, you have to use the manual focus setting. You just have to. And in my last trip, I finally learned how to use the manual focus setting. Woo! 
it's actually harder than you would think. It does take trial and error, but you'll get it. And once you do, then you're like set and you'll never forget. So one way, Cameron tripod. Another way, Pivopod. You guys probably never heard of this, but it's actually a little device that sits on its own tripod and you put your phone on it and then it has some kind of AI technology where it records you as you're moving. So like it will move with you. So that's how I take videos where it looks like someone's kind of holding the camera and moving the camera with me, but it's actually a little AI device. So that's a called a Pivopod. Definitely like a must-have for solo travelers. So first camera tripod, Pivopod, and then the unconventional way is when I get really desperate and like want a video or something, maybe I don't have my tripods with me, you can just set your phone up against like a random object, like say there's a chair, a bench right there, you go prop it up against that, there's a rock, just like use your surroundings kind of, and I honestly have used that more than once for taking videos so that's kind of another way as well so it is a myth that you won't have any pictures of yourself because yes it may take more time and effort but it is possible the second thing on google says it's way more expensive to travel solo that is definitely a myth one thousand percent and I'm gonna tell you why, because you're not gonna believe me, but it doesn't have to be more expensive if you travel solo, for sure. And there's a few ways that you can make it more affordable. First of all, staying in hostels. That's obvious. And for me personally, when I travel with someone, we don't really stay in hostels. Maybe I'll start to more that I'm like more comfortable with them now, but I've never stayed in a hostel with someone. Also because then you can like split the cost of a hotel so it's not as bad. But I only find myself staying in hostels solo and hostels are definitely less expensive than hotels. Even if you split a hotel, say the hotel is $100 and you're going with a friend, that's 50 each. Hostels are usually like $25 a night. So that's even half the price of that. So that's already less expensive. Food, gonna be the same, no getting around that. Transportation, unless you're using an Uber. If you use public transportation, that's gonna be the same as well. Tours, it's usually by person, that's gonna be the same. So if anything, it's less expensive because of accommodations. Besides accommodations, pretty much everything's gonna be the same, right? And from my personal experiences, a few times that I have traveled solo was to volunteer through World Packers. If you guys have listened to my episode on that, that gives you free accommodations and free food and sometimes other stuff for free. So that's even less expensive than when you go with someone. So of course there are ways that you can make it more expensive. Say you wanna stay in a luxury resort by yourself, that's obviously gonna be more expensive than if you went with someone, but there's also ways to make it either the same or less expensive. Saying that it's way more expensive to travel solo is definitely a myth. Number three, controversial one is you'll get lonely. So I can't say that this is a complete myth because it obviously depends on every single person and their need for having a loved one near them at all times. But for me personally, it's a myth. And I'm one of those people that thought, like, am I gonna get lonely? Like, it's it's scary to go on your first one, of course. And there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unknowns of how you're gonna react to it, to being solo. But for me, it was a myth because 
Never once did I get lonely. Maybe you'll get homesick, but I think that's different than being lonely. Traveling solo, you're literally never actually alone, unless you want to be, of course. But if you stay in a hostel, there is always people around you. And even when you're out on the streets and stuff, there's always someone walking down the street as well, or locals that you might randomly start a conversation with, or some other travelers that you might randomly start a conversation with. So... I really have never gotten lonely. But then what I love about solo travel is, yes, you get to meet all these new people and you're not really lonely. But if you want to be alone, you can go and do your own thing. So it's a good balance in my opinion. So yes, you might get homesick. Of course, I've missed my boyfriend. I have missed my cat. I've missed my friends and family while being solo. And I'm going to be honest, there's been times where in my head I'm like, I wish my boyfriend was here. But... That's being homesick. That's missing your loved ones. Being lonely? I've never felt lonely. My opinion, that's a myth. Next is a good one that I definitely want to dive into. It's it's too dangerous solo traveling. So, of course, everyone has their own opinions on this. And, of course, it varies by destinations. But I truly believe solo traveling is not as scary or dangerous as so many people think, especially female solo traveling. There's, you know, a perception on that. I have solo traveled to Guatemala, a place people that think is dangerous to travel to, period. Not alone solo travel to. Solo traveled to Greece. I've solo traveled to the UK, Belgium, all these places around the world. And although there have been times where maybe I felt uncomfortable, there has also been plenty of times where I have felt uncomfortable traveling with someone. And I'm going to give you guys an example of probably the most chaotic travel day I have ever had and most problematic. So I was in Mexico. I took a day trip with my friend to Cozumel. And pretty much the entire day, we got harassed by people. Or people tried to take advantage of us in terms of money. Literally every single person we came in contact with that day. Starting with going onto the ferry. So we were going to want to rent a car going around the island because you kind of have to. So we had saw this lady outside that was part of the rental cars. She set us up with a booking on the island. Everything we thought was smooth. We had our receipt. Everything was good to go. Then we got onto the island and then he's like, nope, this isn't right. It's actually double the cost. Like what? We have a receipt. So that was a whole issue. Took us two hours to figure out. We finally figured it out. We got on the road. Then the car they gave us was out of gas. So we had to stop at the gas station. They ripped us off at the gas station, charged us double the price. How? I will actually tell you guys how they did it because you have to be careful no matter where you go. If there is a gas station where the person actually pumps it themselves, you have to pay attention. So what they do is they'll leave the pump on from like the amount of gas the last person got. So say the person in front of you got 10 gallons of gas, they leave it there, then they start pumping your car with gas so that say you wanted 10 gallons as well, well now it says that you got 20 gallons of gas, so you actually get charged double. So you always have to make sure they set it down to zero before they start pumping your car. So we didn't know this, and so we just went, we wanted our 10 gallons of gas or whatever, and they charge us double. So that was our second incident of the day and second time getting scammed. Then we went on with our day, 
and so much more <laughs> happened, but I'll be talking about this for two hours if I keep going. So just moral of the story is we got scammed every which way possible that day, and that was me traveling with someone. So I do not believe that it's more dangerous to travel solo because I've actually had worse things happen when I'm with someone. But of course, everyone's experience is different, everything varies, but I personally believe if you take precautions while you're traveling solo, if you travel smart, you will not have any issues. I mean, I solo traveled Guatemala, I felt safe the entire time, but I did take precautions, as you guys might have heard in my previous episode about Guatemala. I didn't go out after night, and I did some other things to ensure my safety, but if you do those things, it's not dangerous. And personally, I even think some of those things that I do is maybe a little bit too much, but of course, rather safe than sorry. So, it's too dangerous is definitely a myth. Next up, eating out alone is problematic. Oh, it's problematic, huh? I've never heard that one before. I mean, I know people might feel uncomfortable eating alone for the first time. I definitely did. I remember I was in Paris and I was eating alone at a restaurant and it just felt awkward. Like everyone was having someone to talk to, like literally everyone in the whole restaurant and I'm just sitting there so I just like go on my phone or whatever. Like yeah, I can be uncomfortable. But honestly, after that first time that I ate alone at a restaurant, then I'm like, who cares? Like, literally, who cares? No one. It's not like the person next to you is like, oh my gosh, look at that person eating alone. What a loser. Even if they do say that, who cares? You're never going to see them again in your life. So, whatever. So, after the first kind of few times that you eat alone, after that, I promise it's not even awkward. You gotta eat, right? A girl gotta eat. But there are a few things you can do if you don't want it to feel awkward, so I've seen people reading books at a table. Like I said, I went on my phone. You can even, like, call someone. Like, I've called my boyfriend before and just talked to him. So if you really don't feel comfortable, you can do those things. But other than that, just sit there and enjoy your food. Who cares? All right, next up on my list is, oh, this is a good one is only single people can solo travel. I know some people definitely think that only single people solo travel, but I personally have a boyfriend. I've had a boyfriend for, it's gonna be our four year anniversary coming up soon. And I started traveling probably a year ago. Yeah, actually my first solo trip was almost a year ago. So I've obviously had a boyfriend my entire time that I've been solo traveling. And yeah, I can see how some people would want to be single to solo travel, you know, for meeting guys or girls, partying, that type of stuff. But besides that, why would you need to be single to solo travel? That's just life though. Like if you want to be single to meet someone, why does that have to be just for solo travelers? It doesn't. So it doesn't matter if you're single, doesn't matter if you're dating someone, you can solo travel. As long as you talk to your partner, if you have a partner, you just, you got to talk it out with them, make sure you're on the same page and that they're comfortable with you going. As long as you're on the same page and then whatever, like peace. <laughs> so I say to my boyfriend, like, I love you, but bye. Because, you know, you got to live, live your life too. Just because you're dating doesn't mean you need to have all of the same interests or you need to do all of the same things all the time. I feel like me and my boyfriend have actually grown as a couple because of my solo trips. 
you know what they say that distance makes the heart fonder and I honestly think that's true but I also then think about why am I solo traveling in the first place it's to grow as a person it's to meet other people from around the world it's to have these experiences while I can my boyfriend has a nine-to-five job so he can't always come travel with me and I totally respect that that's his thing that's what he wants to do but this is what I want to do I want to still travel so I just go on my own and it's been amazing it really has I think it's grown us as a couple and it's definitely grown myself as a person so you do not need to be single to solo travel if anything being in a relationship there are benefits for that as well you have to be single to solo travel Uh, myth for sure all right this next one kind of goes along with that but it's solo travel is for when you have no one to go with and yeah that can be the case like sometimes it has been the case for me where i'm like hey to my friend or whatever want to go to guatemala with me and they're like oh i can't i have work i can't take time off so then i've just gone on my own so like yeah sometimes that can be the case but I think it's a myth because a lot of people want to solo travel just so they can discover themselves or so they can meet new people from around the world. Like, there are other reasons a person would want to solo travel and that people do want to solo travel. Personally, my first time ever solo traveling was because my boyfriend couldn't come along, so I went. But ever since then, like, I fell in love with it after that one time, so ever since then, like, I have wanted to go on some trip solo because it's just such an amazing and life-changing experience. So you definitely don't have to solo travel just because you don't have anyone to go with. That can be a reason and that's great, but there are definitely other reasons why solo travel is amazing and is so empowering. So this next one says traveling solo requires you to be quote, brave. And I don't know if this is a complete myth because we all know taking that first leap to solo travel is hella scary. Like, it just is. It's nerve-wracking unless you, like, I don't know a person that wouldn't say that it is for the first time ever. So it does require you to be a bit brave and to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone. Unless you're a very extroverted person, so much of it is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. This could come in a lot of different forms for different people. Me personally, I'm a little bit introverted. I would say I'm like 60% introvert. Okay, more than that. 70% introvert, 30% extrovert. So my scariest thing for me wasn't the fact that it could be dangerous, wasn't the fact that I'm completely on my own, It was the fact that I had to be around people 24-7, new people, and starting new conversations, and always just be talking to someone new. That's what scared me the most, like I'm going to be completely honest. That's due to my, I have a little bit of social anxiety. I know you guys probably wouldn't think that because of what my job is, but I do. And so that is something I had to push myself out of my comfort zone for. And it required me to be a little bit brave because I had to say, screw all the thoughts in my head of all the things that could go wrong, people judging me, whatever, you know, stupid thoughts, but that is what I think about. I said, screw that, just do it. And I did. And I think from solo traveling, from pushing through that thing in my head, I have gotten so much better at talking to new people that sometimes I'm not even anxious to do it. 
and I enjoy it now. Like, it's crazy how if you push through your fears a little bit, how things can change. So, honestly, I do think it requires you to be brave. I mean, you don't have to be some, like, oh, I'm not scared of anything type of person because we all have our own fears, especially when it comes to solo travel. But I think it requires you, let's not say brave. It doesn't require you to be brave. It requires you to put yourself in these uncomfortable situations that are out of your comfort zone. All right, we have two more myths here. Next is, oh, these last two are actually funny. So, okay, not funny, but yeah, you'll see. So the next one is, solo travel is what follows a life-changing event. That couldn't be further from the truth. Well, okay. <laughs> so, okay, no, this is a myth. Why I was a little bit hesitant there is because I thought about my first solo trip, and it was actually after I graduated college, but that has, they were not correlated at all. So it's a myth, it's a myth. Maybe if someone has a life-changing event, they want to escape everything and, you know, go on this life-changing trip, maybe. But that's such a small percentage of people that actually solo travel, I feel like. Because I'm just thinking about my personal solo trips and who I've met along the way. Not a single one of them, like, is solo traveling because they had a life-changing event, now that I think about it. So it's definitely a myth because, like I said earlier in this, people solo travel for so many different reasons. And having a life-changing event may be one of those reasons, but it is very low on the list of reasons to do it. So there's a lot of other pros as to why someone would want to solo travel. Just because you have a life-changing event doesn't necessarily mean that's one of the reasons. Last but not least, this is something that I get more times than you guys would believe as a comment on my Instagram. It actually hasn't happened now that I think about it recently. Anytime a post goes viral though, I will get a thousand of these comments. So, so last but not least is someone is paying for your trip. So like I said, I've gotten this so many times on Instagram, unfortunately, being like, oh, you have a sugar daddy paying for all this. Oh, someone has to be paying for this trip. You can't do this on your own. <sighs> Let me tell you, yes, I can. And yes, I do. And so does every single other person that I've ever met solo traveling. Like, I don't even know why that's a thing, but some people believe that. And kind of going off of one of the myths earlier in this was that solo travel is more expensive. And like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be more expensive. It could be less expensive. So I think one of the reasons that people think someone else has to be paying for this or contributing is because they think it's more expensive. And as we talked about earlier, it doesn't have to be. A girl can pay for her own travels, especially when it's less expensive than even going with someone. So those are 10 solo travel myths. I know these are a lot of them, are things people think. Well, all of them are things people think, but some of them are reasons why people haven't solo traveled yet. So I hope this was able to shed light onto some of those fears and as to why you don't need to be scared of them. For example, solo travel is dangerous. Don't be thinking about that. You don't need to be thinking about that because it doesn't have to be as long as you are traveling smart and taking those precautions. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, I would so appreciate you to leave a review on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this from. And until next time, keep exploring.